the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along. The Monday, the Monday edition. The hectic edition. Of The Ride Home. Of The Ride Home. Yes. Good to see you, Kath. How was your weekend? Pleasant? Very nice weekend. Mm -hmm. Thank you, John. Yes, and your evening? Uh, Mm -hmm. My evening tonight. Moonlit. Yeah, apparently, as what's-his-name told us it would be. Moonlit. It's very nice. Very excited about it. Excellent. I'm uh, exceedingly tired today. What happened? Well, the game last night ends. I I just, I appreciate when the home team is on national television. Yeah. But it's so late. Yeah, it was after midnight. It's so late. Yeah. But they won. Yeah. Let's go. Well, like, don't act like it's no big deal, because it's still late. What? It's still late. What time did you wake up this morning? Uh, well, I woke up at 6.30, and then I thought, I can't. I can't be getting Why up. Why 6.30? I can't get I don't know. It was random time. I'm rolling over. <laughs> I did roll over. I thought, I can't possibly. What are you, a hero? No, I think I, was, I think I went to bed at, I don't know what time, one thirty or something. Because you can't go to bed as soon as it's over. No, no. I had to digest my Cheetos. <laughs> Were you having snacks? <laughs> of course I Were was. You, what, what did you have? Dots. You did not have dots. I had a box. What? Dots don't even taste like anything. I had a box of dots, and they were good. I was holding up. Hey, look, here's a red one. Yeah, it's a red one. <laughs> Is that your favorite kind? Yeah. Christy, yeah. did you have a snack during last night's game? Chips and guac. Hey. <gasps> nice. Kind of Tony of you. A particular kind of chip? Uh, just the multi-grain chips. Mm-hmm. The multi-grain They're like, chips. I don't know. They're just chips. They're little scoopy multi-grain chips. Oh, like the Tostitos ones. Well, they're not. They're off-brand, okay. but yeah. All right. Off-brand. Okay. You know what I had? Dots aren't off-brand, I'll tell you that. I, they don't have a brand. <laughs> I had Dots. kettle corn oh. from Pittsburgh Popcorn. Very nice. I got a medium. Uh-huh. I, I can't believe it. It's all back. Uh-huh. <laughs> that takes a while to digest. Should have gone to bed around four <laughs> after like a ball of Alestra. And I, right, and I, don't even say that. And I had it with uh, apple cider from Sorgles. <laughs> That's like. It was like a fall. I had my own fall festival. It's totally, <laughs> totally on my own. My husband went to sleep at like 8.30. Nice. I was like, I'm on it. I had a I'm bale of it. hay in the living room. Everything was like, holy stuff. There's no, um, there's no autumnal display outside, so I'm making my own inside. Where are you in here? I forget about it. Seriously. Sounds like a very, well, look, thank goodness they won. It felt great, didn't it? Yeah. Say what you will, all the negative, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They won a game. Did you not good. off a couple times? No, no. Oh, oh okay. no. I was totally invested. Because the Did dogs you not keep off, you awake. Christy? I didn't make it. Yeah, you what? didn't make it, yeah. You cashed it I in. Know. Listen, I have to be here early. Oh, that's yeah. right. You did. I, yeah. not, I nodded off Sorry. twice, but <laughs> for short periods of time. And then that only served to make it worse because then I was wide awake when the game was over. Sure. Right. No, dots are like a Red Bull. They just you just keep on going when you have a box of dots. They're packed with who knows what. Exactly. Where do you even? Can you buy dots at the store? I think I just it's like my homebrew. Well, what is it? Of course, <laughs> they're dots. 
I can't believe dots are still available. Like, like I've got, like, you know, in my basement, like the dots laboratory. I don't I'm know. Making my... If you have to special order them from, like, old-time candy company yeah. or something. <laughs> no. They sell, I'm sure, millions of dots. I bet sold they worldwide. don't sell millions of dots. <laughs> I sell... bet they don't. They probably sell, like, 20 boxes a year, and you bought two. They sell hundreds in my here. neighborhood. I'm sure. I'll Get keep them alive. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway, we always do. Let's take a look at the news. I mean, after the dots explosion, uh, Kath, uh, would you please mm-hmm. give us the top four at four? For Monday, October 18th already. October 18th, 2021. Number one. Rabbi Hazan Jeffrey Myers was among the speakers to open a three-day Eradicate Hate Global Summit this morning at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. The summit was created as a response to the shooting deaths of 11 people at the Squirrel Hill Synagogue three years ago. Joining Myers for opening remarks was Michelle Rosenthal, a member of the Eradicate Hate Global Summit Steering Committee and the sister of brothers Cecil and David Rosenthal, who were among those killed at Tree of Life. Former President G.W. Bush and former President Tom Ridge, no, not former president, no, former Pennsylvania governor, I, like, gave him a little promotion there, didn't I? Former PA governor, Tom Ridge, scheduled to give keynote addresses this afternoon. Number two. A group of American missionaries working in Haiti was kidnapped by a notorious gang amid a sharp rise in abductions and political turmoil in the Caribbean nation, a spokesman for the Haitian Justice Ministry said. According to today's Wall Street Journal, Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries said in a statement yesterday that a group including 16 Americans and one Canadian was kidnapped Saturday morning during a trip to an orphanage. The organization said that five of those who were abducted are children. An aide to Prime Minister Ariel Henry said the missionaries were taken hostage after being ambushed by heavily armed men on a road outside the Haitian capital. It's believed the kidnapping was carried out by members of the 400 Mowozo gang responsible for about 80% of mass kidnappings in Haiti. Now listen to this, John. A U.N. report presented to the Security Council found that kidnappings rose to 328 in the first eight months of this year. As gangs targeted everyone from poor street vendors to wealthy businessmen. The U.N. says the gangs control swaths of the country, including about half of the capital, causing fuel shortages and displacing thousands of people. Quote, there is no safe place in Haiti today, said Mr. Pierre Esperance, director of a leading Haitian human rights group. Quote, gangs can kill you or kidnap you wherever you are. Number three. On a lighter note, the annual Soul Train Awards, John, will be presented for the first time at New York's Apollo Theater. Mm. How about that? The legendary Harlem performance venue as two icons of black culture team up. The 2021 awards show, which honors the year's best in soul, hip-hop, and R&B, will be taped and debut on BET and BET Her on November 28th. BET has aired the show since 2009, but usually it's taped in Vegas. So having it at the Apollo is a whole different thing. It's also celebrating the 50th anniversary of the debut of Soul Train, the TV show that beamed the best of black music and popular dance into American homes each week. The Apollo Theater in Harlem, known for demanding audiences that expect the best out of performers. A long list of black artists, both famous and unknown, have performed at the venue, including Ella, Ella Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, as we talked about One last week. the first amateur night. Number four. The Pittsburgh Penns mascot, Iceberg has advanced to the final round of voting for induction into the Mascot Hall of Fame, H-O-F. Iceberg has been the official mascot of the pen since what year? Guess. 
1996. 91-92 season. Still an admirable guest, John. According to NHL.com, the Mascot Hall of Fame Executive Committee selected 24 mascots for consideration. During the first round, over 71,000 ballots were cast by the public, annual members of the Mascot Hall of Fame and the Exec Committee, and Iceberg made it into the top 10. Mm-hmm. The official announcement of the new Mascot Hall of Fame will be in November beginning. Uh, below is the official list of the 10 mascots that will move on to the final ballot for consideration. Would you like to hear who they are? Sure. Butler Blue, Butler University. Fred Bird, St. Louis Cards. Do you know that one? You don't know that one. Globy, you know that one. Go home, Globetrotters. You don't know Globy? Really? Harvey the Hound, Calgary Flames. Hugo the Hornet from the Charlotte Hornets. Iceberg. Jackson DeVille from the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a horrible football team, even though they won this weekend. Southpaw, Chicago White Sox. The Raptor, Toronto Raptors. And Wally, the Green Monster from, of course, the hated Boston Red Sox. And that is your top four at four. Very nice. You don't pay much attention, no, to, I, mascots. I, no, attention to mascots. How is that? Why don't you? No, don't, I didn't, to, to be honest, I... You didn't even know ice, who Iceberg was? Well, when I hear Iceberg, I always think of lettuce. I just think, well, what's the deal with that? Stop it. That's the truth. You don't I'm think of saying. lettuce. I really, I, I, that's sad, John. You know. I don't know what to say to that. And of course, you know, I, I didn't. I left it out because we all know that the Steelers won over the Seahawks, twenty-three yep. twenty in overtime. Very nice. Thanks okay. to Chris Boswell who kicked that at the end. Very nice. Wasn't that crazy at the end? The whole thing. I liked it. The whole, you liked it. Well, it's kind of I weird. was sick. It's just another weird moment. You kind of what? Is the time run out? A weird moment. Yeah. I was like beside myself. Yeah. <clears throat> Good that you can be emotionally removed from those things, John. Yeah, feel good about it. Great. Listen, uh, Chris Marshall's with us. Yeah. Ask the Pastor is Yeah, so for the next hour, we're taking your calls at mm-hmm. 800-320-8255, and you can call and ask anything you want about the Bible, about God, about... Relationships. Si- situations in your life. Family. Maybe things that you learned in Sunday school that you have never really believed. And you want to ask a question about it. Or maybe you never went to Sunday school, and so you don't really understand basics about church stuff. And you kind of want to ask somebody, but you don't really want to give your name. Or COVID has done a you know number on you and your family, mental health or whatnot. People want to talk to their pastor about those issues. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we do come back... The pastor is in studio, Pastor Chris Marshall from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. 800-320-8255 is the number to call to get in line to speak with Pastor Chris. 800-320-8255. You can do so anonymously if you choose or uh, share share your name if you wish. But um, we've got to avail yourself of a pastor here live in studio. That's straight ahead on The Ride Home. Also, The Ride Home streaming live on YouTube. Find us there at The Word Pittsburgh. You can watch the show. Leave us your message. Say hi, whatever it is. Look forward to talking to you there. Word Pittsburgh on YouTube. 800-320-8255. Ask the pastors next. 101.5 WORD. You've heard that all things work together for good. So why do you still feel so unfulfilled? When people have no direction in life, they wither. You can never discover your calling apart from God. That's Tony Evans from The Urban Alternative, and he wants to mail you a free copy of his devotional, Called for a Purpose. Get your free Called for a Purpose devotional from Tony Evans at wordfm.com slash purpose. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. 
And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I really feel like right now might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, were you able to get them to cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLS Consumer Access. Start corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Are you the type of person that values hand-built quality? Do you shop with local businesses because you know your purchase supports your neighbors? Or maybe you research before making a purchase because you know better than to trust the marketing hype. If any of this sounds familiar, you just might be an original Mattress Factory customer. At OMF, we value our amazing customers and work hard to exceed their expectations every day. Visit an OMF store near you or OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Pastor Chris Marshall is back with us. It's a segment we've been doing for more than a decade called Ask the Pastor. If you've got a question, theological, biblical, family, Pastor Chris is here with us live in studio taking your phone calls at 800-320-8255. Once more, that's 800-320-8255. Something that's been rolling around in your head or a problem that's been bugging you, you can avail yourself of a pastor here right now in studio. Or you can email Kath, all right? Kathy at wordfm.com. That's K-A-T-H-Y at wordfm.com. Also, as I said prior to the break, the Word FM is, no, not the Word FM, the Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube at the Word Pittsburgh. I got my those in the wrong place. It's okay. Chris, uh, Chris, good to see you. Good to see you guys too. It's been a long time you've been coming here. Yes, we were figuring that out about 13 years, I think. Holy I smokes. can't believe that. I like it a lot. Very good. I like it a lot, too. Like Cassidy, you're doing something right. That's right. <laughs> Keep uh-huh. my back. That's... Okay, so people have called. Uh... Yeah, well, so people, we're, we're waiting to hear for some phone, we're waiting to hear some phone calls at 800-320-8255, but I've already received a couple emails. Now, uh, I haven't told you what these are yet, Chris, because they're yeah. just kind of coming in. Um, this is kind of a um, vast swath. Okay, are you ready? This is right. Bobby. And this is B-O-B-B-I. She says, Kathy, ask the pastor, I've heard that witchcraft is evil and goes against God. But my friend told me there's someone who goes to talk to an oracle in the New Testament or in the Old Testament. Is that true? 
Well, certainly there's at least one case that comes right to the top of my mind is King Saul. Whenever King Saul was uh, going to fight against the Philistines, he went to the witch at Endor, uh, which actually was illegal. And, um, I mean, Saul himself had said that anybody who practiced witchcraft would be put to death. And so uh, he pretended like he wasn't King Saul. So he, he would go in and then he, when the lady figured out who it was, um, he said, no, I'm not going to put you to death because he was wanting to find out what was going to be the result of the battle the next day course that didn't end up very well uh, for King Saul because the next day he was killed in battle but yes it's in the in the Old Testament in fact I think in the I'm not sure if it's in Exodus or Deuteronomy one of those law books it says thou shalt not suffer a witch to live so uh, witchcraft uh, as a pursuit of a means of controlling nature was considered to be evil and uh, I mean the, the, the thing that I think probably most of us are not aware is there? There's two different directions where this can go. The demonic, the study of the demonic, or the pursuit of Satan, that is obviously evil. Um, but even even witchcraft, as we think of it in the modern day, is not um, in keeping with anything that has to do with the things of God. And I, I mean, Jesus said, I'm, I'm going to switch this over. But Jesus said that we're not, we can't serve two masters. And he was talking about God and money. But really, put anything in there. Anything besides God that becomes our master can become evil because it it becomes an idol. And I think the most common idol that any of us ever follow is ourselves. I mean, Adam and Eve, that's where they started. They rejected God for themselves. I think all all worship that's not worship of God, one way or another, is a pursuit of something that's going to make us into God. Why do people get involved in witchcraft? It's because they want they want to control nature. They want to have power, and the only good power, the only authority that we are to have or receive in our lives, is God. And one of the things that I think most Christians don't realize is when Jesus gave the Great Commission. What's the first thing he said? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go. What's the implication? He's transferring his authority to us. So we shouldn't be pursuing any other kind of authority. And certainly the pursuit uh, that you get in witchcraft is a pursuit of something other than God for the purpose of gaining power and control. Mm-hmm. So it, by definition, it can't be good. We live in these really dark times, don't we? And, it, you know, I'm just uh, looking at TV the other day and going up the dial. And, Chris, here we are, of course, it's you know Halloween season. I'm telling you, 80% of what you is out there, it feels as though it's a horror film or something dark, something nefarious, something really ugly that is against the holiness of God. And I'm sure people feel this all the way, but it just feels darker and deeper now than I think I've ever felt it. Well, you know, one of the things, when you said that, it immediately made me think of a book I just finished reading again. Uh, it, it was written in 1943. It's called The Abolition of Man mm-hmm. by C.S. Lewis. And in that book, one of the things he talks about, just briefly, he just mentions it, but he talks about how um, the pursuit of of magic or witchcraft and the pursuit of science basically are – he called them twins. He said they're twins because both of them are an effort to control nature, um, to control our outcomes, to control our ends. And he wasn't saying that science is witchcraft. He wasn't saying that science is magic. But what he what he said in 1943, what you, the, where I'm going with this is in 1943, he said we were going to get what we got. 
that basically that what was going on in the 1940s was people were taking um, the anchor, and, and he we would call it truth, but he said every not just Judeo-Christian truth, but every world religion, and he he talked about the Tao in the Confucian faith and everything, that deposit of a generally considered um, body of truth has been, he, he said, in the 1940s, he said, it's, it's being eroded, it's being taken away, and eventually people are going to go in one of two directions. And, and you look at what you see now, people are either thinking of their own intellect or they're thinking of some way of, you know, this whole, this whole Halloween stuff, but it really is rooted in this idea of magic, which is magic is a desire to control nature by natural means, not supernatural means. Magic isn't supernatural. It's just natural, but it's a, it's a way of controlling it. Um, science seeks to control nature. One of the things he said is we think that we are um, subduing nature, that we're overcoming nature through the use of science, and, and we've, we've controlled the ability transportation. We can fly in the air. We couldn't do that before. And he said, but in the end, what we're going to find out is nature has controlled us. Um, that we will basically sink to the level of animals and, because we, we, if without that core of truth, love, all of those things, there's nothing um, that, that holds us together. And so – and I'm not a per- – I mean you guys have known me for a long time now. I, I'm as hopeful as anybody you're ever going to meet. But there is no doubt that when you look on television, when you look in our culture, the direction of much that we see is away from God and to anything that feels good, you know, to us. And and when you go in that direction and you go away from God, it never leads to – magic promises control in order – I mean, in fact, he even says, when you make a deal with the devil, you think what you're going to get is power. And what you get is controlled, C-O-N-T-R-O-L-L-E-D. You're controlled. You don't get the control. You get con- controlled. And uh, so it goes back to that, who's going to be your master? Is it going to be God or is it going to be anything else? Because if it's anything else, it's going to be a bad result at the end of the day. I'm into that. Pastor Chris Marshall is with us from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. It's a segment that we have been calling Ask the Pastor. Your phone calls are welcome at 800 320 8255. Of course, emails as well. Kath gave hers out, Kathy at wordfm.com. And uh, here's an email here from, um, from Frank. And Frank says this Dear Pastor, how can I better study a Bible passage? That's a really good question. Mm, a good I question. like that. Okay. And you know, one of the things, I, this is very simple, but the first thing that I would say when you want to study a Bible passage is, the first thing you ask is, what does it say? I know that sounds very simple, but a lot of people are always looking for a hidden meaning or what it means for me. Yeah. The first thing we look at is, what does it say to the, if it was written in the Old Testament era, for example, if it's, it's a passage of Psalms, what does it say? Uh, oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So it says, what does it say? It says the Lord is majestic. It says that his name is found in the earth. And so then you can ask the second question is, which is, what does it mean? So what does it say? What does it mean? And, and the first thing is, what did it mean when it was written? And what, was it, what did it mean for them? What does it mean for me now? And then how do we apply it? How can I apply it? Because reading and studying is really the end goal for a lot of people whenever it comes to the Bible. I, I know more Bible verses than you do, so we feel good about ourselves. But the real end goal of the Bible is to change our life. 
You know, Paul tells us in Romans 12 that the goal really is to have, be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we're supposed to be changed. So I would say, look at it. What does it say? And, and don't look for some hidden meaning first. Look for the actual meaning first. There's all kinds of resources. We could Bible dictionaries, commentaries, and all of those kind of things. People have studied and researched, and you can go to that. And nowadays, you can find all those online. You don't have to well, – actually, you can't really go to a bookstore and buy stuff very much anymore. Right. It's pretty much all available at your fingertips. But the simple – what does it say? What does it mean? How do I apply it? Um, pretty helpful, I think. That's good. Good question. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Ken's on the line. If you want to join Ken at 800 320 8255. We've got Pastor Chris Marshall with us for Ask the Pastor. Hey, Chris, uh, thanks for joining the show. Ken. Uh, Ken, thanks for joining the show. What's your question? Thank you. Hey, is the, um, is the COVID shot uh, the mark of the beast? There's a lot of scuttlebutt. Um, we noticed that uh, um, it's, there's getting to be a lot of pressure to buy and sell. Now, I, I do know this about scripture and end times, that we, we don't have the Antichrist, nor the false prophet who pushes the mark. Yes, yeah, so Ken, are you answering your own question? We have them. Is that, yes. Uh, yeah. So are you answering your own question? No, no, I want to get his opinion. Okay, there you go. Okay, and, and I, I like the way you just said that, Ken. You want to get my opinion, because on this question, it's a matter of opinion, but I think absolutely not. The, the mark of the beast, first of all, to get the mark of the beast, you have to deny Jesus which you don't have to deny Jesus to get a vaccination. Uh, so I, I, it seems very, very improbable. I would almost use the word impossible that it is. I know a lot of people have been preaching that it is. You won't hear me preaching that. I just don't see how it's possible that a product that's designed to keep us uh, from having a, a disease is the mark of the beast because the mark of the beast, according to what I read in Scripture, is to identify myself as having rejected God and having accepted a different world order, a different uh, point of point of view. And actually, I won't be able to purchase anything without that mark. I really won't be able to do anything without that mark in my life. And so, I would say it's absolutely not. That is an opinion, but it's an educated opinion. I think it's absolutely not. Very good. We need to take a quick break and step away for just a few minutes. Ask the Pastor will continue as we come back. But your phone calls, as we said, are welcome at 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. And Kathy, email. Kathy at wordfm.com. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffitt forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. 
Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider nearby Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service and for their life's work. Geneva College believes that God's Word in its entirety is the starting point of all wisdom and knowledge, and their faculty are Christian scholars who are masters in their fields. Geneva has over 140 majors and programs in fields like accounting, nursing, cybersecurity, biology, aviation, engineering, and more, offering varsity sports sports, study abroad programs, and lots of club activities. U.S. News & World Report ranks Geneva among the top best value universities in the Northeast. But don't take anyone's word about the quality of a Geneva education. Find out for yourself at a visit day where you can take a tour, sit in on a class, and meet faculty. You can register now for any of Geneva's visit days, including open house events in October and November and STEM Day on October 22nd. Register at geneva.edu slash visit. That's geneva.edu slash visit. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight will be clear and moonlit. We'll see a nighttime low of 41. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. It'll be pleasant in the afternoon with a high of 67. A moonlit sky tomorrow night with a low of 47. Mostly sunny skies on tap for Wednesday. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 70. Thursday cloudy, a couple of showers. Breezy in the afternoon with a high of 64. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Pastor Chris Marshall is with us from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. Ask the Pastor is our segment, 800-320-8255. you got a question for Chris, relational, cultural, biblical, theological. I can't believe the phone lines aren't full. Yeah, that's right. I mean, 800-320, hello. People have lost the ability to pick up a phone. We do have emails, Yeah, Kathy at wordfm.com. But I'd, I'd rather hear voices. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for the emails, believe me, but I'd rather hear voices. All right, Kathy, you got an email. All right, right I have a couple here. Um, okay, I'm going to go with a different one. Uh, this is from, I think it's Michonne. Um, it says, uh, ask the pastor, I can't believe missionaries would be kidnapped in Haiti. Did you hear about this story, mm-hmm. Chris? Mm-hmm. They're just trying to help and share God. Why would he allow that to happen? Mm. You know, that's... Probably one of the most important questions we can ask is why does God permit the things that we see going on all around the world when people are trying to do good and they end up being hurt? Um, I have a a friend right now who's dying of cancer. Uh, It looks like unless there's a miracle and we know God could do the miracle. So why doesn't he do the miracle? Why do these things happen? And that question has been asked for a long time. This uh, past 15 years, I would say, 
I've heard of more folks who have left their faith. It's what's it called? Deconstructing. Deconstructing because of this issue. And it really comes back to, I I believe it really comes back to this, and I don't want to reduce it to to um, a just a theological idea or an intellectual idea, but this is a very practical and profound idea. Does God give us freedom at all? Because if God gives us freedom at all, then he has to allow for missionaries to be abducted in Haiti. He has to allow for um, the impact and consequence of sin to happen in our life. And I'm not saying that the missionaries are sinners or that my friend is a sinner. I'm saying that once sin came into the world, once um, the fall happened, then there are consequences for that. And and what we would call innocent people um, sometimes receive the impact of that sin. And, I mean, if you think about it, if we go all the way back to Genesis 11 when the people were building the Tower of Babel, Mm -hmm. God says this, if as one people with one mind they purpose to do anything, nothing will be impossible for them. So that means that God has given us virtually limitless potential to heal diseases, to do all the kind of things that we all want to have happen. And um, so why would he not want that? because they were not pursuing those things for his purpose. God created us to love him and to be in relationship with him, and that's ultimately his goal still. I mean, the original goal for human beings was what? To be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, to be co-rulers with God. That's his intent still. He never changed his opinion of what we were supposed to do. So we're in this world, and our goal is to cooperate with him in reigning on this planet and ultimately to reign with him on the planet, and yet we've rejected that. And so God has permitted human beings to reject him. I've said many times to the people at New Life, you are so fortunate that I'm not God. Because, I mean, go ahead and reject me. See what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, but God allows us to reject him. And and yes, there are consequences such as we are seeing that people that are still in the fallen state are doing harm to people that are in the redeemed state. Why does God permit that? Because if he doesn't permit that, then we're all just little robots who are just doing his bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, and God wants a free exercise of love towards him. And the only way that can happen is we also have to have the freedom to reject him. That's good. We do need to step away for just a minute. Thank you for that email. Was that? That, that was uh, Miss Sean. Right. Thank Let's, you, Miss Sean. Yeah. But we'd love to hear some voices at 800-320-8255. Ask any of you be anonymous. You don't have to give us your name. Any questions at all? For Pastor Chris Marshall, Ask the Pastor on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. We love our pastors, don't we? Well, here's how you can show them undeniably that you do when you enter the Pastor Appreciation Rest and Relaxation Getaway Giveaway. Enter for your pastor's chance to win a seven-day getaway for two to the Cove in North Carolina. Includes airfare, meals, a $500 Visa gift card, and more. Show your pastor you love and appreciate them for the hard work they do. Enter this and other giveaways at wordfm.com slash contests. Should I refinance or should I just ignore all these annoying commercials? Here's Uncle Ryan. 
I think of one friend in particular, he refinanced maybe three or four years ago. He got a very good interest rate at the time. And he's like, should I do it again? I don't want to be bothered with the hassle. And I looked into it. He originally three or four years ago did a 30 year loan. And with rates coming down over the last couple of years, we actually ended up putting him into a 20 year term. He cut about six or seven years off his mortgage and his payments stayed identical. Over the long haul, he's saving tens of thousands of dollars. And is it worth it? The answer is every single situation is different. So it's definitely worth it to look into, even if you have refinanced recently. Not only that, it might only take you personally an hour or two worth of work throughout the entire process. And we handle everything else. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. What do you normally hear out of Venezuela? Is it not drug cartels, violence, killings? I mean, it's hopelessness, isn't it? And yet I'm telling you today, there is a group of Christians rescuing women from prostitution. They're forced into this by the drug cartels. And this group is serious. In fact, one of the members has been killed during a rescue. Uh, the cartel, they put his corpse behind a, a truck, dragged it down Main Street to make an example to other churches to stay out of the way to the, of the the drug cartel, but I can tell you, this church, they're focused on what God has called them to do, and that is to uh, rescue women from the grips of human trafficking. You know, more than 100 women have come to Saving Faith. They're members of our spiritual family, but they need the Bible there in Venezuela. In fact, it's part of the bigger goal of 5,000 Bibles that we need to meet by the end of October. $5 sends a Bible, 100 sends 20. Would you make your most generous gift now by calling 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at wordfm.com and God bless you for caring. Has your child swallowed your medicine, your laundry detergent, your nail polish remover? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you inhaled paint thinner, glue, pesticides? Call the Poison Helpline. Have a question about a dose, a fume, something your kid just drank? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. From New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania, Pastor Chris Marshall is with us. And we're taking your phone calls at 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. And uh, you want to give us a call, uh, Pastor Chris, biblical, theological, family, relational, and whatnot. Uh, let's go to the phones right now and uh, speak to them. Sorry. Hi. Uh, thanks for joining the show. Who is this, please? Hi, this is Jim uh, from McCandless. Hi, Jim. Yeah, Jim, you're on the, you're on the air. Uh, what's your question, please, for Pastor Chris? Uh, my question is, um, what's his opinion of people who are fully engaged in uh, being reborn, and then down the road they completely kind of fall off the tracks? And why why does he think that happens? Mm-hmm. You know, Jim, I really wish I knew the answer to that question. Uh, Why I think it happens, there are so many reasons, but I think at at the basic bottom line of it is because I have people very, very close to me who are in that situation. They um, totally all in, 100% in for God. And then uh, for whatever reason, and and I'll offer a couple of reasons why I think, sometimes um, we, we take our eyes off of Jesus 
and we take our eyes off of Jesus for several reasons. One reason is intellectual. We, um, I, I, I know people who have, quote, studied themselves out of believing. They, uh, one of the very prominent people in our culture now, Bart Ehrman, I'm sure um, John and Kathy know who I'm talking about. He was a Ph.D. student when I was in seminary. And he gave one of the most impassioned speeches about how we should trust and follow Jesus mm. you would ever hear. No kidding. Yeah. When I was a first-year student, he was a Ph.D., like last-year student. And, uh, it, in fact, it was one, one of the things that kept me at Princeton that year because it was so powerful. Really? And, uh, and then down the road now he's totally saying he doesn't believe. And for him, he said the reason was because of the problem of, of, of too much evil in the world. You know, why could a good, how could there, if there is a good God, how can all this evil happen? So I think people think themselves out of it, if, if, if you will. Other times people just decide that they really want something of the world. Um, you know, John the Apostle a long time ago um, told us that there were the pride of life is a problem. You know, the, 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 what is it? To, uh, the eye, the, yeah. Well, um, there's three yeah, things. There's three. Yeah. The pride of life is the third one. And there's something the of the, of the uh, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, flesh and the, and, and, and the pride of life. And those three things are, are, they're still here today. And people who are pursuing God wholeheartedly. I mean, if you go back to the Bible times and you look in the in the New Testament, Paul talks about Demas who had deserted him because of uh, because of a love for the world. And so the the reality is, those of us who are redeemed by the blood of Jesus must stay in the blood of Jesus, or we can turn away. And uh, I. Unfortunately, I've seen it too many times, and and as a human being, I have to say, and myself, I don't I don't follow a hundred percent. I mean, my life right now is closer to God than it's ever been, and yet I still find myself tempted um, off in the direction of other things, you know, and and whether they're lower level things or higher level things, and and I, I think it really does come down to at the end of the day. Do we keep our eye on on Jesus? Paul said, you know, uh, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, I press forward. And he keeps he kept his eye on Jesus. He kept his eye on the prize. And as soon as we get distracted, it's like Peter walking on the water with Jesus. He saw the storm and everything, and he began to sink. But he said, he said, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out and grabbed his hand. And I, I love that that account because you know it says when they got back in the boat, and you ask the question, well, how did they get back in the boat? Well, they walked back. I mean, Jesus didn't give them a piggyback ride. They walked side by side. Peter was able to, as long as he was in the hand of Jesus, walking hand in hand, no problem. And we have that same situation in our life today, as long as we keep our focus on Jesus. But it doesn't take a lot to get us derailed. Not in this world. And, and yeah, and, and, and so that, I, I, that question is an important question that all of us who are born again, are, who are following Jesus, we really need to ask ourselves, I think on a daily basis, is Jesus still the most important thing in my life? And if not, I better repent and get back into that, that routine or else it's easy, to, it's easy to get derailed. That's a great, great answer, Chris. Thanks enough a lot for that. 800-320-8255. Pastor Chris Marshall from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. We're taking your phone calls. Let's go back to the phones and speak with Keith. Hey, Keith, you're live with Pastor Chris. What's your question, please? Hi, Pastor. I, I just want to know if, if you think it's okay to be mad at God, whether it's because of, you know, some 
suffering that you're facing or doubts that you have or, you know, even the issue that you just talked about in Haiti. I mean, is it okay for us to be, like, really seriously mad at God? Keith, absolutely. First off, if you read the Psalms, at least a third of them, David is shaking his fist at God. You know, like, where are you? What are you doing? What are you thinking? My my friends are, are being, you know, basically attacked, and my enemies are being victorious. What's going on? I mean, in in our, each of our lives, we go through times when something happens. In my case, I think the very first time that it happened for me was whenever my wife and I, uh, we we were married in 1979, and in like 1982, we decided we wanted to have children, and we couldn't, and we couldn't, and we couldn't, and we couldn't, and finally she got pregnant in 1988, and then she had a miscarriage. And, I mean, I was angry, I, you know, fist-shaking angry at God. What's what's wrong with you? I'm serving you. I'm, I'm seeking to do your will, and this is, this is the reward I get, you know what I mean? And the thing that I, that I know because of what I read in Scripture is when David cried out against God— God didn't strike him with lightning. God, you know, God called David a man after his own heart. And part of part of our heart is that when we're angry, instead of rejecting and running away from God, we turn our face to God. He's big enough to accept our anger. And eventually, eventually I realized, you know, that God didn't kill my baby and that God didn't take away my mother, that a lot of things that have happened in my life that I blamed God for at first, God didn't do it. Now, could he have stopped it? We can always say that, you know, but... Those are the kind of things where God wants us to draw into him. And, and I, w- I would say that scripturally and experientially, Keith, absolutely it's okay to be angry with God. You know, Paul the Apostle in Ephesians says, in your anger do not sin. I think that's a really important statement because we can turn our face to God in anger, and it's not sinful um, it can become sinful, but just asking why, what's going on, and, and, you know, just the thing of where you, you know, you want to pound a wall, which is obviously a stupid thing to do. It's better, it's better to cry out to God. Great question. Keith, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Thanks. 800-320-8255. You want to take another? uh... Sure. I can do another email. Okay. Our phone number, uh, as John said, is 800-320-8255. All right. This is uh, from Jeffrey, and he has asked this question at least the last three times. (laughs) Sorry, Jeffrey. And we never seem to get to the question, so I'm going to ask it this time. Why is the book of Numbers in the Bible? Uh, you know, Jeffrey, I sometimes when I read through the book of Numbers, I wonder the same thing as you do. But but obviously, um, the book is in uh, – of there's a lot of reasons why the book of Numbers is in there. For one thing, our Bible is a historical document. It's a faith document, but it shows that it's rooted in history. There actually were 12 tribes. There actually were X number of people. I don't have those numbers memorized, you know, but hundreds of thousands of different people. And and they had names. A lot of the names are listed. You know, that's one of the reasons. But also the book of Numbers does have some interesting accounts. It's not all. Um, It's not all just about numbers. Um, But God wanted to have a record of who his people were. Um, and and it's a recounting of the faith history of God's people. So it's in there just the way Exodus, well, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, those first five books um, are the, the main books that record from creation up until the time that people were in the promised land. 
And so it's a record of God's people, and Numbers is part of that record. Genesis is more interesting than Numbers, in my opinion. Sure. Um, it's even more interesting. Numbers is more interesting than Leviticus, but some would debate that. Mm-hmm. Those books, um, for, for those who are New Testament-believing Christians, those books are part of our faith heritage. I don't find them quite as interesting as I find the four Gospels. Um, but they're in there for the very same reason, to anchor our faith in history. I'm into that. Let's go back to the phones at 800-320-8255. Just a, a couple of minutes or so left before the break, Chris. But uh, let's speak with Jim. Hey, Jim, uh, you're up next. What's your question, please? Uh, thanks, John. Um, Pastor, I have a question for a non-believer when speaking to him about the Bible, and he comes up with his, um, I guess, skepticism, mm-hmm. and, and um, he'll say, well, the Bible, there's many different interpretations, so um, how, how, how can you say it's, it's God's Word? And um, that was a, a topic that came up this weekend when I was speaking with, with him. And yes, there's many different, you know, we have different uh, uh, what, translations of the Bible. Right, right, right. Um, but they're, they're still the same word is what I, I tried to tell him. You know, the King James might not be the same as, um, you know, the NIV, but it doesn't change the meaning or the understanding. But um, it was an interesting, you know, debate yeah. I had. Uh, I, I would say, Jim, the the thing that I would say about the Bible in general is, I mean, the Old Testament was written mainly in Hebrew and a little bit in Aramaic. The New Testament was written in, in Greek. Um, and because we're English speakers, and most English speakers only speak English and only understand English, there are translations. The purpose of all those translations from the time of King James through to the most modern translation you have, the goal of the translators is to take the Word of God in Hebrew or Aramaic or or Greek and turn it into English in a way that is uh, reflective of what's in there. And yes, the the various translations might have a different understanding, and some of them are, are quite different, but the goal is the same, which is to take the truth of, of the Word of God and bring it into an understandable language for the, for the reader. And, you know, I mean, in the Catholic Church, they used Latin up until the, the 60s when the Second Vatican Council permitted English or, or the, I guess, the vernacular language of the people. But the point is this. When you're having a conversation with a non-believer, what I would say is, I understand that you might not believe these words are true at this moment, but there is truth, and that truth, that deposit of truth, um, determines how we live. For example, the, the law of gravity. A non-believer will believe in the law of gravity, and if they don't, you could have them step off their porch roof, and you could show them that it, it, it's true. Um, over time, a non-believer will come to realize that the, the Bible is true in that same way. And uh, and so rather than trying to argue or debate, which doesn't usually get you anywhere anyway, is to say it's a deposit of truth that you will come to understand as you put your trust in Jesus. You might not understand it now, but it, the more that you put your trust in Jesus, the more you will come to realize the truth of God's Word. That's excellent. There is truth, right? Is. It is the truth of God's Word between the pages of the Bible. There's no doubt about that. We need to step away for just a minute. Chris Marshall from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg continues to stay with us. Ask the Pastor.
Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductible, even $0 premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. Smart Match makes it easy to find the right one with their free, smart, and unbiased help. If you find a plan you like, they can even enroll you on the spot. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 and soon. The service is free with no obligation, so call Smart Match today. Call 800-871-1592. That's 800-871-1592. 800-871-1592. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I was finishing undergrad and got credit cards because I couldn't work full-time. So that started the credit card journey for me. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. And then when I got married, we combined our credit card debt and it became impossible to pay off on our own. At that point, I was like, I don't know where to turn. And then I found Trinity. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relief. I mean, in a matter of three years, we've already paid down $20,000 in credit card debt, which is huge. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Closing out our Ask the Pastor Hour with Pastor Chris Marshall of New Life Christian Ministries. Thanks to all of you who called. For all of you who emailed, I'm sure this always happens. As the day goes along, I'll get several emails. I'll try to put them aside for next month. The phone's That's easier. The best. But, you know, it'd phone's be just easier route. to call. Right. Chris, in our waning uh, minute and a half, love to hear about New Life and what's going on in Saxonburg. And for people who don't know anything about your church, tell them what it's like. Sure. New Life Christian Ministries, a non-denominational church in Saxonburg, PA. Uh, we have worship on Saturday nights at 630, Sunday morning at 830 and 1030. We're online on Sunday at 630 or 830 in the morning, 1030, 630 in the evening and 830 in the evening at newlife.online. 
So you can check us out online if you'd like to. We have a website, newlifexn.org. We have all of our old messages and information about us, what we believe, that kind of stuff. Right now we're in the middle of a series called Open-Handed Living, where we're talking about how we're supposed to use our time, talents, treasure, and touch as managers of God's good gifts to us. So that's what we're in the midst of right now. Very nice. Well, Chris, uh, always a pleasure. Thanks for being sure with us Thank here you. to field mm-hmm. these calls. Uh, you don't get any advanced preview of what's coming your way, and you always do it with gr- great aplomb and, and great God grace. God bless you. You do. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, difficult times here, I'm sure, especially for a pastor. So yeah. our prayers truly, we say this and we mean it, and we yeah. will do it. Our prayers are with you Thank and you. for all the men and women who are in the pastorate. Thank sure. you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We'll take a quick break, come back. When we do come back, uh, we are at the 5 o'clock hour. What's lost when prison prison mail goes digital? That's late in the 5 o'clock hour. And when the universe cracks, living as God's people in times of crisis. That's the 5 o'clock hour here on Word FM. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. General Colin Powell has died from COVID-19 complications at the age of 84. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton looks back at his military and political career. Powell served for 35 years in the U.S. Army and first worked in the White House as President Ronald Reagan's national security advisor. Later, he rose to the highest military position at the Pentagon as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, serving in that role during the George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton administrations. In 2001, Powell became America's first black secretary of state during the presidency of George W. Bush. Greg Clugston, Washington. The Biden administration asking the Supreme Court to block the Texas law banning most abortions while they fight over the measure's constitutionality. Plays out in the courts. That law has been in effect since September. This is SRN News. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office choose from 100 vinyl commercial aluminum wood and composite and how would you like to never clean your gutters again for a limited time get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 123121 all with 12 months no interest no processing fee and backed by the best warranty in the industry schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com that is windowsrspittsburgh.com Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer, and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. 
Simply apply by October 30th, and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And, of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Tonight will be clear and moonlit. We'll see a nighttime low of 41. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. It'll be pleasant in the afternoon with a high of 67. A moonlit sky tomorrow night with a low of 47. Mostly sunny skies on tap for Wednesday. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 70. Thursday, cloudy, a couple of showers. Breezy in the afternoon with a high of 64. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. U.S. and senior Haitian officials said today that they are working to free 17 members of the Ohio-based organization who were kidnapped over the weekend in Haiti, while local unions and other groups launched a general strike to protest the worsening security situation and gang violence racking the Caribbean nation. 16 Americans and one Canadian from Christian Aid Ministries were seized while on a trip to visit an orphanage somewhere in Haiti. That is uh, from a piece, Miriam Berger, from today's Washington Post. The, the story is really, uh, it's really upsetting. I, there's a long piece also in the, you, that was the Washington Post you were reading yeah. from. Mm-hmm. I read from the Wall Street Journal this morning, and I, I talked, just used a, a little bit of it in today's Top 4 at 4, but um, there was much more that I could have included that were just staggering numbers. The UN uh, report presented at the Security Council found that kidnappings in Haiti rose to 328 in the first eight months of this year. Wow. I mean, they said gangs are targeting everyone from poor street vendors to wealthy businessmen. Um, the UN says gangs control swaths of the country, including about half of the capital, causing fuel, short, fuel shortages and displacing thousands of people. And this was a quote that I read that just broke my. This is a quote from Mr. Pierre Esperance. Uh, the Wall Street Journal says he's director of a leading Haitian human rights group, and he said, "Quote: 
There is no safe place in Haiti today. Gangs can kill you or kidnap you wherever you are. Now, look, was it just last month that we raised a considerable sum of money mm-hmm. for our friends yeah. at Food for the Poor? Yep. And, of course, we've said this on air. We've been there. I've been to Haiti. I've seen it firsthand. Food for the Poor does excellent work, and they literally, truly help people sustain hundreds of thousands of people on that island. In and Haiti. now they're taking their life in their hands. Yeah, they are. They really, really are. I mean, Paul and Anitra join us. Um, they've been with us over, over a decade. So what exactly is going on in Haiti? Listen, the lawlessness. I, there was a, uh, a there was a a man who was interviewed in the journal today, who works at a restaurant, and he said every night, can you believe this? Every night when he comes home from work, he says, "Thank you, God, I wasn't kidnapped today." That's how much of a pressing reality that is for them now. I mean, you know, it's just lawlessness has broken out since the assassination of the president. Right. And where's the power? Right. Who's in control? Right. So no one is sure where the authority is. And so gangs are filling that vacuum. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's also the incredible need for food, the incredible need for clean water, and just the absolute desperation of people who've been poor for generations. Yeah. And it's just, uh, there's no, truly no end in sight to the suffering because, of course, you know, nature has its way with the island, and we always talk about that, whether they're earthquakes or Hurricanes, flooding or whatnot, right? right? I mean, uh, I know that as much as we complain about our day-to-day hardships. Oh, my gosh. It is nothing compared to what these poor people suffer. No, it really, really suffer. isn't. I just. So, and we say this all the time, right? Truly. Do you have a prayer list? Do you, do you yeah. have like a, a hard prayer list? People say, would you please pray for me? And I say, yes. And let me go. Here's my notebook. I'll write this down. I'll write your name. And I go to this. Otherwise, I go, uh, you know, what? there's like a 20% chance I'm going to remember if I say it. So it's important that we do pray, that we do say say we will pray, and then actually follow along with that that request, that urgent need to pray for these men and women, those little babies, the old people, everyone stuck in Haiti in the greatest of despair. I just can't imagine what that's like. So please pray, pray, pray for peace and some stability. And especially at this headline, these 17 Christian ministries from Christian Aid, they will be released freely with no harm done to their beautiful and simple souls. God be with them. At last night's Steeler game, there was a, a terrific selection of Hall of Fame players that were there. I mean, it was so... Wasn't it great? So the Hall of Famers who just um, were inducted all received their Hall of Fame rings at halftime. Oh, so Troy. Troy was there. Uh, Bill Cower was there. Bill Nunn's granddaughter was mm-hmm. there. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Alan Fanica was there. Yeah. Alan Fanica. Uh, who looks like a different person. Yes, he does. Um I'm missing one person. It'll come to me. Thank you. Um, anyway, so, the, and, but in the stands, you know, Mel Blunt was there. Franco was there. Uh, James Harrison. Yeah. Anyway, it was just, it was one person after another. It, w- it was really terrific. I wish they would have spent more time showing us who was there. Anyway, um, did you see the video of Troy talking about his Hall of Fame speech? I did. Wasn't that something? He got all choked up, didn't he? It was really great. Uh, uh, and that, what's interesting is that's the first time Troy's been back since 2015. That's a yeah. long time. Donnie was, Shell. That's the oh, one yeah. I forgot. I mean, Troy left hacked off, right? Because so, he felt like he got retired he, too early. Yeah, that he still could play the game at a high level. So it took him a long time to soften this anger and to come back into the Steeler family. 
but it sure was good to see him. It was, I know. <laughs> He's so deeply emotional, yeah. right? And I also loved him saying, you know, really is wasn't any different. They said, How, what was it like to be back at Heinz Field? And he said, it was really great, but it wasn't that different from being back at Giant Eagle. <laughs> like, it's just it's just home, and it's fun, and, you know, yeah. I really... Walk in the aisles. Yeah, I really um, love it. I told you this. Years ago, when Troy was still playing, my wife and I went to the movies, and we were walking into the theater, you know, like, you know, you go past, the guy takes, takes your tickets, at least I used to, and then there were a couple of old guys in front of us, and if they wouldn't have flagged it i would have just walked right by him they stopped and they said hey palomalu and there was troy and his wife coming out of the theater and these guys you know like last name basis hey palomalu and they they kind of like gave him a hard time about some and i was like, what, like we, he didn't play well i don't know whatever you know we were walking by i kind of lingered for just to you know beyond just to hear the conversation and troy could not have been more gracious mm, good. with these two guys who were you know probably 70 years old and hacked off about something hey palomalu <laughs> like he's got <laughs> like they're going to straighten him out yeah like he engaged as a gentleman and i thought that's just a guy Living his life, yeah. trying to do his best, and I loved him even more so at that moment. Trying to see a movie, for crying out yeah. loud. What movie Coming was out, it, John? I have no idea. Oh, come on. I don't know. I have no idea. Fine. Hey, Paula Mall. All right, when we come back, uh, Dr. Christine Jeske will be with us. She's part of a new project uh, called When the Universe Cracks, and it's just stories about COVID. People who are weighing in, talking about what the experience has been like. So stay with us. That's next up on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes updates. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes updates, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I was finishing undergrad and got credit cards because I couldn't work full-time. So that started the credit card journey for me. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. And then when I got married, we combined our credit card debt, and it became impossible to pay off on our own. At that point, I was like, I don't know where to turn. And then I 
they found Trinity. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. I mean, in a matter of three years, we've already paid down $20,000 in credit card debt, which is huge. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Don't let pests haunt your home this year. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Well, this time last year, we were saying, these are strange days we're living in. Right. And I was looking ahead thinking, oh, surely by this time, you know, in the following year, in 2021, we'll be on those strange days. Well, now it's kind of like a layer cake. We have more layers of strangeness upon us in this world. It is so true. Uh, I mean, the COVID era just keeps on giving. I don't know. I mean, how is it? Will it ever end? Maybe that's what they're saying. It will never mm-hmm. end. Right. That we'll be stuck in this weird loop forever. Christian Jeske is with us. Dr. Jeske is professor of cultural anthropology at Wheaton College, the author of three books, including the latest The Laziness Myth, Narratives of Work and the Good Life in South Africa. But she also has a a book that she is part of a compilation, When the Universe Cracks, Living as God's People in Times of Crisis. Dr. Jeske, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to see you. Uh, well, not see you. Talk with you again. Yeah. yeah. In my mind's eye. That's right. Yes. Chris- right. <laughs> yeah, Christine, what John said is so true, right? I mean, none of us could have possibly imagined all of the things that would happen in the COVID era. And, you know, I was talking to a friend this morning, and you know, I haven't talked to her in a long time, but just her, she, her whole life fell apart in COVID, and it didn't have anything to do with getting COVID. It just had to do with everything... This- Things were in place. Exactly. Or not. Everything in her life that fell apart and her withdrawal from everything and her inability to reemerge. And so, Christine, I know you're thinking about a lot of similar things. Um, I don't know. I guess your general thoughts on the era. Yeah. Well, it's uh, kind of sad to look back to when we started working on this book. I was pushed by the editor for this book. She said, we want to write about about crisis. And she said, we're being careful to write it not just about COVID because we hope and expect that by the time the book comes out <laughs> this fall in 2021, that COVID will maybe not be the crisis of the hour anymore. And um, I think it's good that we plan to write it not just about COVID because I think, you know, COVID obviously is still with us too. But if nothing else, I think this year in some ways maybe has taught us to deal with crises and uh, and realize, like you said, that it's not just COVID that's going to be our crisis, but uh, you know, jobs, unemployment were many of the crises that people dealt with. But I think it also just shone a light on the ways that crises don't ever end. They're, they're constantly with us. And so we need to find ways to know how to push through when we do encounter life crises. Yeah. So what about that then? I mean, there you are, Christine, and you're talking to a lot of different people who are looking at crises from, you know, through the prism, a lot of different angles. 
But the fact of the matter is, I mean, crises involves, you know, deep and high emotion, uh, a lot of fear, a lot of panic, a lot of anguish in people's lives. And I think always people say, well, where is God in the midst of all this? I mean, if God was with me, I wouldn't have this deep crisis. But, you know, maybe here in the United States, our crisis level, you know, we've we've not suffered that deeply for, like a lot of the rest of the world has historically. But still, it does mean something. And people are lost and, dare I say, disillusioned. Yeah. Yeah, so what I write about in this chapter is I explain that a crisis brings us three things, no matter where we are or what kind of a crisis is. Kind of what a crisis is includes three things. And the first one is upheaval. The second is uh, a uh, revelation, so seeing things in a new way. And the third is an opportunity. And that upheaval phase um, is not just about having our day-to-day life or even necessarily something physical that changes, but it's often the subterranean beneath the surface things that are in upheaval. Like I was thinking about how I used to volunteer at a crisis pregnancy center and that word crisis uh, goes with pregnancy in some of our minds. And I, I volunteered at it because in my own life too, I got pregnant at a time when I did not expect to, I was about to move to China for two years with my husband and um, didn't have insurance. I was about to start grad school. It was not in any way Equipped. convenient. But I, you know, I look back at that and I realized the crisis was not even so much about, uh, you know, being pregnant. Like my health was fine, and I, you know, the physical kind of um, needs were taken care of. I was married. I had income. There were so many things that were going right for me. But the the crisis aspect of it was just all this stuff beneath the surface of asking, who am I? What are my priorities? What do I really care about? And, and realizing, you know, I, I cared a lot about career and my identity was in that. And I think the upheaval for me was just like being recentered on who I was before God. And so that's where I say um, there's a revelation and an opportunity that comes with the crisis. And so Sometimes the revelation is God is showing us things that we don't want to see. And so sometimes it feels like God is not there, mainly because we don't want to see what God has for us. And so we're turning away at the same time, too. And and so God is always there in a crisis. But sometimes we see a side of God that we didn't expect to see at the moment. And, and we see a piece of ourselves and our, our world around us that we didn't want to see. But then there's the opportunity side of that also, that um, when we see a new piece of God— or a new side of him or a new aspect of him, and we see ourselves or who we really are, there's that opportunity to move closer to God through that also. So um, I, I know for me and a lot of people I know, um, that's what this last year of COVID has brought. And it's not easy and it's not fun <laughs> to go through a crisis, but it is. it can be really deeply, deeply um, uh, transformative for us. Dr. Christine Jeske is professor of cultural anthropology at Wheaton College, author of The Laziness Myth, Narratives of Work and the Good Life in South Africa. But she's part of a new project called When the Universe Cracks, Living as God's People in Times of Crisis, which is um, a book of conversations that's edited by Angie Ward. And so, Christine, you're one of the people who has the conversations in the book. Um, So talk about the collection and what it means, what you gain from being a part of it and then reading other contributors portions as well. Yeah, so the book includes um, sections on um, the Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, they have to say specifically on crisis and kind of walks us through uh, what the uh, our scriptures have to say about crisis. It also includes uh, a chapter 
by uh, Marshall Shelley on a brief history of crisis in the church. So through church history, how have Christians responded to uh, crisis in the past? There's a chapter by Ephraim Smith on um, crisis while the world marches on is the title of it. He talks about the ongoing crisis of racism and how George Floyd's death revealed racism to people in a way that maybe was felt like a surprise and a crisis at the time, but it's um, an example of a, a crisis that is ongoing and doesn't sort of have these inflection points of just one moment. So some of our crises that we deal with are, are subtle and continuous. Um, the last chapter has a great title called God Remains Good by Matt McGlados. And um, so bringing us back again and again to sort of what are our spiritual disciplines and, and habits that we can develop through crisis. That's good. So, Christine, essentially, are you saying that crisis is going to happen? It's just the nature of being alive. But what's important is how we respond to crisis. Yeah, I, I would say that, um, you know, one of my inspirations as I wrote this, also I'll say, um, I was, you know, combing through the scriptures thinking what words for me guide me in times of crisis. And to me, the thing that stood out was that uh, Jesus' death, in a way, would have felt like a crisis yeah. when uh, when the disciples experienced that, right? Like, can sure. you imagine he's this person who just comes and, and they're coming to faith that he is the incarnation of God, and then he's dead, you know? And, uh, and so how does the Bible write about that crisis that's kind of at the center of our entire faith? Yeah, this is what good. we base it all on, right? Uh, and I found Hebrews 12, 2 says that Christ died for the joy set before yeah. him. And those words, for the joy set mm-hmm. before him, uh, just really hit me, that, that we can enter into a crisis and come through it for the sake of the joy that, that comes out of that which I think in the middle of a crisis uh, feels absurd. <laughs> but when we look back on a crisis, we can see, huh, yeah, you know, um, when we go through other joy, it comes out of it. Yeah. Christine, good to connect again. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's always good to talk with you. Yeah, that's Christine Jeske. The new book is called, it looks really interesting to me, When the Universe Cracks, Living as God's People in Times of Crisis. Christine Jeske is one of the uh, contributors. Angie Ward is the one who edited it. Our friend Matt McLottis is uh, in the book as well. How do we respond? Of course, right? We live in a world that's on fire with crisis. One of my sons attends a state school, and um, I went to visit him recently, and I, I saw in one of the billboards that they were you know, previewing their you know, future events of, of the entertainment that was coming to the college campus. And one after another, I thought, oh, man, I know that comedian. That's rough. Um, oh, I know that person. I mean, uh, it's the culture is so harsh, and your kids are captive to that. Mm-hmm. Now, I do know this, that, you know, at Grove City College, not that it's all, you know, sunshine and lace, but the people that they are inviting to speak on campus, they are not that darkness of the culture. Yeah. I think it's so easy for any of us to fall into a pit and be bottom dwellers when it comes to comedy or it comes to the dramas we're watching or the stuff we're watching on YouTube or whatever it is, whatever it. it is. So what we need is a community of people who are helping us to make good choices, you know, furthering us in our walk with God, helping us to be better people. You know, we need that. We can't do that on our own. That's one of the things I value most about Grove City is that type of community that encourages students to not to be like holier than thou. We don't want that, but just to pursue goodness and truth, to have a good time, but to be 
you know, decent while you're doing it. We are called to the highest standard. GCC.edu. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adam's Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. A vehicle is stolen once every 40 seconds in the United States. The cost adds up to over $6 billion a year. But there are steps you can take to help put the brakes on vehicle theft. Roll up the windows completely. Don't leave valuables in the car. Take the keys or the fob with you. Lock the doors. If you have information on vehicle theft, contact the NICB. Reach us at one 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Tonight will be clear and moonlit. We'll see a nighttime low of 41. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. It'll be pleasant in the afternoon with a high of 67. A moonlit sky tomorrow night with a low of 47. Mostly sunny skies on tap for Wednesday. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 70. Thursday, cloudy, a couple of showers. Breezy in the afternoon with a high of 64. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Sense. Does what make sense? Bottled water. Yeah, it makes sense. It's wasteful. Sure, I get all that, you know, but yeah, it makes sense. It saves lives. 100% bottled water does. But ecologically, yeah, it does a lot of damage as well. So perhaps I should narrow my inquiry. Okay. Does bottled water make sense in the United States? <sighs> oh, boy. Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. I'll just give you a simple answer. Yes. Okay. Do you want to know why? Yeah, yeah I but, do. Well, because it's a convenience that helps people, you know, be dehydrated. Or be hydrated. Be, be hydrated. Mm-hmm. De- be dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It's a convenience. It's a convenience. So, yeah, Yeah. good bottle of water. I'm always happy to have a bottle of water when I see one. Although it comes with, you know, some guilt baggage as well. Okay. Does it make sense to you? Absolutely not. What are you talking about? It doesn't make country that we have. Now, you and I have traveled overseas in places where they don't have clean water. Yeah. And so everybody drinks bottled water. Sure. You know, and so I get that. Here in America, where we have water available to us out of every faucet what in the world are we doing buying bottled water how about the faucet here at the right outside our office door 
Is that annoying to you? I want to take that off every time I walk Listen, by. There's it. a water fountain right outside there that once COVID hit, it was like they had to put an industrial strength garbage like, bag. Garbage bag. They had to like make it look as scary as they possibly could. It's like, as close. Oh my COVID. gosh. If you go up to the water fountain, your whole life is over. Look, my I'm nose just, fell off. Of course it did. Mm. Anyway, look, I just have this. All right. That's just what I have. Okay. That's all I have. Okay, good. You're a better person. I'm than not I. a better person. No, no, you're way I'm better. Just thinking, look, it's, does this make sense? And I'm just saying, no, it doesn't make okay. sense. Okay. Well, mine is pretty light by comparison. Is, well, this happened over the mine weekend. Was heavy. Does this I'm make sense? Heavy. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm taking a drink of my water. Kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> does a kebab make sense? My my wife said, Great question. hey, let's do some kebabs. Let's do some kebabs. It sounds really fun. Yeah, it does. Oh, we got some tomatoes, green peppers, yeah. some onions, some beef. On. Oh, that's some. And then you grill them, and then they fall off, yeah. or they wither, mm-hmm. they get overcooked. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then you yeah. get a, I don't particularly like a kebab. I like the idea of a kebab. It doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to you? No, I'm on your side. Hey, good. I feel like the kebab, I think we sell it too much. And then when we actually have it, we're like, oh, we could have just cooked this on its own yeah. and saved the sticks. I agree. Could have had some dots instead. All right. Nobody wants dots. Kebabs do not make sense. Man, bottle bottle water. water? No. I no, think they make I don't sense. I think so. 101.5 Word FM, W O R D. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie explores the terrifying reality of Judgment Day. We'll see that there is indeed coming a day when God will settle the score with those who rebelled and never turned to Christ. It's a sobering part of our Revelation series this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Why are cash out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I will say one thing. You know, I really feel like right now might be a once in a lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, we were able to get them to cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Where can you find a mattress store that truly puts your needs first? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our team is here with a no-pressure approach to help you find the right mattress to meet your unique needs. Whether it's back support, comfort, or long-term durability you're seeking, nobody knows more about what makes a great mattress great. We want to make sure you're prepared to make the best choice for you, whether you buy from us or not. Stop by your local OMF store to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Who doesn't love a good deal? What if you could confidently know that you're getting the best deal on a mattress on any given day, not just during one of those today-only sales? At the Original Mattress Factory, we have something better than a sale. A fair, factory-direct price on excellent quality products for everyone, every day. So you can take your time and buy when you're ready. 
When you're looking for the best mattress at a great value, come to the Original Mattress Factory first. OriginalMattress.com With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos through social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Prison ministry. That is a very, very specialized form of ministry, isn't it? It's not for the faint of heart. Dr. Karen Swanson is with us. Dr. Swanson is the director of the Institute for Prison Ministries. She oversees the Charles W. Colson Scholarship Program, pursues the goals of IPM through the networks, the collaboration, and strategic partnerships that provide leadership and training to those engaged in correctional ministries for the advancement of the gospel. She's here with us today because uh, there's a piece that appeared in Christianity Today that yeah. was really interesting. Yeah, it's called What's Lost When Prison Mail Goes Digital. Christian ministries are concerned about the Biden administration's efforts to expand a Trump program of scanning letters. Now, this is something that you would I would never have thought of until reading the article, which is one of the reasons why we love CT and one of the reasons we're glad um, that Karen is able to be with us. Hey, welcome in, Karen. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, Karen. So I would have never thought of this um, because I didn't even know that this that the Trump administration had piloted this program. So before we talk about it, um, let me just describe from your uh, from the article in CT about the program, and then I'm going to ask for your feedback on it. It says here, this is written by Maria Bayer. It says in 2020, the Trump administration piloted a program that converted all incoming physical mail at two federal prisons into electronic scans. Smart Communications, the government contractor tasked with scanning the letters, says its mail guard service finally eliminates one of the corrections' longest-running problems and security loopholes, which is contraband and secret communications in inmate postal mail. Several state prisons across the country have adopted similar practices. Now, the Biden administration is considering actually wants to uh, to prolong this. And so you, Karen, are not in favor of it. Talk about why you think it's a bad idea. Well, I think, you know, um, all these decisions uh, seem to come down to money in some respect. But I, it, but I don't think it takes into consideration the impact on the families as well as the incarcerated. And so, um, well, well, somebody, I don't know where the origination of the idea came from, but, you know, if it's lobbying, but the pers- the it's a for-profit company that would be doing the, the mailing. Scanning. Okay. Uh, so, then, so then it works like this, Kara. So uh, someone I, I know and love is in prison. I write them a letter uh, in my own handwriting. And then I, you know, include what something, you know, that's, photographs. Or, yeah, right. Right. Something right. like that. And so then that prison, we've seen this, you know, in, in movies or whatnot. There's a, a prison, you know, someone gets the letter, they process it through, they open it up, they look for contraband and whatnot, which I get can be very dangerous, yep. slows the process right. down, of course. But when that letter is delivered to the, the inmate himself or herself, 
there's a slice of intimacy. There's home there. There's, yes. you know, there's something yes. that's, that's uh, you just undefinable. It's a connection. It's real paper that was in somebody's hand. Right. right? That they yes. held. And then yes. now instead of that happening, it's just, you know, some scan and someone reads it digitally. It takes away all that one-on-one intimacy. Right. So definitely it's like there's that as well as the scans may be blurry or harder to read as opposed to having uh, the paper. So it's also the communication may be interfered with, but yeah, the connection is so huge. It's like, so you're, you know, people who are in prison. It's already kind of a humane, inhumane situation. And we want to promote emotional connections and promote healthy relationships. And the letters are a lifeline and the photos are a lifeline for people who are incarcerated, as well as their families, of ways of connecting with them. And so, you know, to take that away and to, you know, I mean, imagine yourself getting a letter or a card that's been scanned as opposed to a handwritten letter or, you know, a picture that a child drew or a photo of a loved one. Right. So... There's no comparison, yeah. right? I mean, I'm sure there's, these photos, no right. yeah, all those yeah. things are on, you know, the walls of the of the cell that the per, the person clings to as what life right. used to be. Okay, but let's ask the contraband question. Um, the Trump administration insisted that this is the reason why they wanted to institute this, you know, n- new idea of digital scanning. And you get um, that. Yeah. Right. So, so talk about the the concern about contraband being smuggled into prisons. Sure. Um, security and safety is the, is the priority for corrections. And so, yeah, yes, they're concerned with contraband. But I have not seen any statistics that say exactly how what percentage of contraband actually comes through mail. Uh, the, the, the majority of contraband comes in through the officers themselves. Now people use drones. Or sometimes it comes through through family visits, that type of thing. But the majority of it comes through just correctional staff. Hmm. So right. it, to okay. me, it's a, a it's a really minor amount of, of contraband that comes in through the mail as far as drugs are concerned. So I, I just don't understand why it would be a priority. Karen, let me tell you, there are just two data points that are listed in this CT article. And this one was... This just doesn't obviously doesn't justify uh, a decision like this. In one year in Virginia, prison officials discovered drugs in about twelve out of one point four million letters sent to incarcerated people. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, that's not very much. And doesn't then, make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And in Texas, just over one half of one percent of letters were flagged for suspicious content in twenty nineteen. But it's unknown how often suspicions were actually confirmed. So these are really right. actually incredibly low numbers exactly right that's why it's like it doesn't warrant you know the argument that they're giving that it's going to you know make the facilities safer and keep the drugs out is it's that's not a reality that's you know so right so then karen as, as it is now i i send a letter to someone in prison and then it goes into a mailroom. They hire X number of people to open these letters beforehand and then to go through them to pa- then pass them along if everything is copacetic? Right. Right. So st- uh, correctional staff will go through them. One of the other issues with having a third party look at the letters that I've I've seen in some of the, the research or the articles that are out there, too, is that the whole privacy issue 
of our mail is private. And so it's like you're sending it to a third party, another vendor who's going to look at that, and then they're going to load that into a system, and that material is going to be held in that system. On file. For yeah, you know, so long. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that so either. There's, so there's also you know just the privacy uh, rights that people have. Right. Okay. So then, where are you? Where, where is the government in the journey for this to be an actuality that uh, it'll continue to move forward? Uh, I'm not sure on that, but what I do know is that the federal government operates on its own system, and then each state operates on their own system, and then each jail operates on its own system. So you're, you're talking, systems and, you know, and so each of them have to, the, each of them will make their own decisions. I see. Karen Swanson's with us from Wheaton college at the Institute for prison ministries care. Uh, Kath and I've been doing the show for a long time. And, uh, years ago when Chuck Colson joined us live on air for the first time, Chuck was a guest on our show. I don't know, 10 times or so, mm-hmm. but the first time he did it, uh-huh. Kathy was so excited that she took a picture of the monitor itself that said Chuck Colson <laughs> live on air. Yeah, It said his name on it. Yeah. I was super geeked. I was so geeked. I remember when I was a college student, Karen, reading. Mm-hmm. I remember the room I was in, in my parents' house. It was a summer vacation, I think between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And I read Born Again and Life Sentence, um, his first okay. and second right. book. And right. uh, I just, I was incredibly inspired by Chuck. I was, and I was very fortunate yeah. to be able to tell him that um, and to explain what that, what his story, um, just the kind of I don't know, the kind of things that started in my life uh, by reading his story. And so I guess I'm kind of curious as to what your story is and how you ended up doing the work that you're doing um, for Chuck's ministry. Sure. So um, I started out volunteering with Good News Jail and Prison Ministry at the Cook County Jail in a faith-based program. And uh, so I just went in there and, and taught and that's God hooked me with that one time. So uh, wow. it was a 10-year tenured professor and God totally changed my career. And after seven years of ministry, uh, volunteering, working in reentry work, God moved me into this position where I'm at now. And this is my 17th year here. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. So totally a God change, never on my mind. I don't have any family, you know, it, it was, it was just totally a God thing. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure, you know, you talk about this a lot and people say, I'm curious about that. Some people are probably like, that's too scary for me. Other people kind of go, I would love to know more about that. Please, God, use me. So what is that door like for people who want to be used? Sure. So I think that, you know, um, there's a different, the correctional ministry is really quite broad. So you can, you can go into a facility, a youth center, a jail, a prison, but there's so much ministry that can be done on the outside. So even letter writing can be a way of discipling someone without actually coming in contact, I guess to say is one way to do that. There's, you know, correspondence ministries that do that. Um, I think everyone should go into a jail or a prison one time because it's not what's on TV. And it just, and then it's like, you know, God, is this what you want me to do or not? But at least it gives you an exposure to, a population that is often, you know, written off. They're marginalized by society. And so it, it also helps you to just even have that understanding of 
of what life is like in then in this type of ministry. So there's there's but there's also needs of the family members probably within your own congregation, coming alongside children, coming alongside family members who have a loved one who's incarcerating, helping people when they return to uh, society. So, yeah. Lots of space, lots yeah. of place for All people right. who are interested. So if people want to, um, can they contact prison ministry? How should, how would they get involved? Yeah, so uh, I actually work for the Institute for Prison Ministry, not Prison Fellowship. I do oversee the, the scholarship for uh, named after Chuck Colson for somebody with a felony record to attend Wheaton College, and I'm oh, always looking for candidates for that. Um, so, yeah, they can contact the Institute for Prison Ministries. We have our website, prisoninstitute.com and uh, ask any questions, and we'd be glad to help them try and get connected with a local ministry where they live. Fascinating. Hey, Karen, thanks an awful lot. We admire your work. Uh, Keep it up. It's uh, certainly greatly needed. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Dr. Karen Swanson from Wheaton College, the Institute for Prison Ministries. I mean, right, what she said is true, right? It's not like the movies. No. I'm sure it's not like right. the movies. We all think, hey, you know. Yeah. But don't you love that story? Tenured professor. She was skating. Everything was good. Yeah. And she just did an about face. God changed her life, right? Forever and ever and ever. That's really great. All right. We're going to step aside. When we come back, um, there's news at the Alamo. Yeah. And it involves Phil Collins. Which, you can't hurry, love. So it is? One more night. <laughs> One more Su-su night. Studio. One more night at the Alamo. Yeah, That's I don't know. coming up next in the ride home. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. 
Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Your life. Your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the Word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Phil Collins and the Alamo. I've never considered that those two would go together. Phil Collins donated his vast trove of Alamo-related artifacts to Texas seven years ago. His stipulation was that the state would create a museum at the famed Mission Fort to display all the artifacts. By 2021, the state of Texas agreed, and they broke ground on the space this summer. Uh, Phil Collins apparently... I did not know this, is well known among Texana collectors for spending decades amassing about 430 objects, including Mexican General Santa Ana's orders for the battle and Alamo-era knives like the kind wielded by the frontier fighter Jim Bowie. The rock star unearthed some artifacts himself over a decade ago, according to a 2012 book that he wrote about his efforts. Mr. Collins is currently on tour with Genesis. He declined to answer through his manager to comment. In the book that he wrote, he said, quote, It might seem strange that someone so American could affect someone so mm-hmm. young thousands of miles away. The Alamo story struck with, stuck with me, and there's no getting away from that. So Phil Collins is not American. No. So it seems like an odd fascination, but okay. People, fall, people we, we, like we, what they like. That's right. That's right? what it is. So is is there... Any link that the article mentions between, like, particular songs he wrote and the Alamo? You Can't Hurry Love? I don't think so. You don't think there Su-su is a connection? Studio? No. Maybe, that's, maybe that had to do with the Alamo in some I don't way. Know. Uh, maybe that's a, a nickname for Santa Ana. <laughs> well, so, the, so everything has controversy. So Phil Collins donated all these artifacts, these hundreds of artifacts, mm-hmm. yet there have been years of public hearings and cloistered workshops. They have not soothed tensions because they differ on whether the museum, anchored by this collection, should be focused on celebrating the small group of leaders who played key roles, or they reflect a broader, more complicated Everything's complicated. Okay, so what? So now they're saying that people have concentrated for too long on the leaders of the story and not the actual people that fought. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean, look, you've got a a rock star multimillionaire who is- Just say thank you and move on. I don't don't think it's hard to dispute the facts of the Alamo. If you're a history of student, it's pretty- It seems like it seems like a relatively straightforward story. And even though, you know, I'm sure the great historians who dig down into the minutia of the Alamo, uh, there's very little wiggle room there at this point. I do believe so. I'm not a scholar of it. I'm not not either, but I know the basic facts. Yeah. Enough facts, not the basic facts, but enough facts to know- what the story is. So okay. That's all the story. Are you glad to welcome Phil Collins into your little sure, knowledge yeah. group of. Well, why not? All right. Um, hey, Colin Powell, 
passed away at the yes, age of did. 84. Uh, we have not mentioned that yet no. on the program, and so I'm glad we were able to do that. Um, I, first of all, was very saddened to hear that he passed away, and second of all, shocked that he was 84. And that he had two shots. Right. However, he also had um, a particular type of leukemia, which lowered his immunity drastically. I see. And that's what made him more um, in more danger from yeah. the repercussions of COVID-19. Well, certainly calling uh, American hero. What a career. A gigantic career. What a figure. Yes. Just what a, what a uh, him walking into a room would change the room. Of course it would. Yeah. Were you surprised he was eighty four? Well, now you have a per- <laughs> John has a perfect concept of how old everybody. Well, I mean, is. if I would think about it for a second, I could probably pinpoint somewhere, you know, give or take. But yeah, yeah. eighty four. I yeah, that would that's up there, me. right? But it is, and it's a wonderful legacy. Unfortunately, like everyone, it's a complicated legacy. All of our legacies are complicated legacies. Yes, uh, you know, there's what related to the weapons of mass destruction, right? Yeah. Sure. Well, it's related to nine eleven and our involvement in the aftermath of all that, right? I mean, that's just. It, is there anyone who said, "Oh, I got that"? No, I got I mean, that one hundred percent. We were in uncharted waters. Yeah. We were trying to figure out what to do, and there were mistakes that were made. Of course. Doesn't I don't think that tarnishes his legacy no, in well, any way. I don't think it tarnishes it. As an American hero, that is undisputed. I, I I, okay. There's no doubt about that. What that it tarnishes his legacy? No, no, that you know. We got walked into something that, you know, through bad information yeah. that everybody nodded their head and said, yeah. let's do this. Yes. And then it and blew everybody, up on us. And everybody, years later, everybody just... in the Western world had the same bad information. Right. Why that's we all. had the bad, same because bad he information, was the man. nobody knows. Right. That's why. Because you, uh, the buck stops here. And that's that's the tarnishment, if you want to go that far. To me, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. According to Bob Woodward's book, uh, which I don't, uh, it might be called Bush at War, though I'm not sure about that. Um but there's a lot about Colin Powell in the book. Yeah. And uh, Colin Powell talked to GW, uh, who was president at the time. Who's and, in town today, as a matter of fact. Who's in town it's today. It's kind of ironic to say that. Yeah, that's right. And um, about going into Iraq after he was in Afghan, after we had already gone into Afghanistan. And he said, just remember this. If you break it, you own it. Mm-hmm. And that was... Very astute advice and that if you're going if you're going in, this is going to be something that's going to be long term that you're going to have a lot of responsibility for, which is exactly what ended up happening. Surely it did. Anyway, so our best to Colin. So Powell's God bless family. Colin Paul. Yeah. yeah, his family. Hey, uh, have you heard the story about the guy in the airplane who um, was um, looking at his vintage Rolex? I'm sorry, his um, vintage camera, and um, he had it on his lap. And a woman next to him became concerned, so she whispered to the flight attendant, I do believe the man next to me is possessing a bomb. Before you knew it, the guy was wound up face down and spread eagle on the tarmac at LaGuardia because he is a vintage camera lover. And, uh, and guy, she thought the camera was a bomb? Because people don't know cameras. Oh, because everybody's used to looking at a phone. Nobody right. knows what a camera is. So the guy's David Silver, 64 years old, president of We're the International Photographic Historical Organization. And he tells the story that there he was, and he's looking at this camera that he brought on. You know, had some film in it. Before that, he was looking at his phone and scrolling through models of this same camera. The woman saw him scrolling through, thought that he was looking at at 
at bomb making material on the phone and then he pulls the camera out which of course she thought was a bomb so that's when she's like oh no i better tell someone the guy next to me has an unknown piece of mechanical equipment that i've never seen before and it turned out to be a vintage viewfinder camera from the 1950s my fear is as i as i said in a muffled fashion a few minutes ago yeah with all the advancements in technology, we're actually getting dumber. Yeah. The more we're removed from mechanical things that do a thing, you know, a thing that does something as opposed to like a digital representation of it, I, I, I do believe we're getting dumber. Uh, that's, yeah, that's true about that. Because mm-hmm. if you've not seen a camera, right, a real film camera, especially those vintage cameras and especially the, you know, They've got two lenses that you look at them differently. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's not like a – you don't have to do a deep dive in life to be able to recognize what a camera looks like, even a vintage camera. Mm. I mean – Well, some of them look a little – I mean, if you – believe me, I know what you're saying, but – Christy, would you know what a camera looked like? I am a videographer, so I would hope so. Of course you would, yes. Well, I asked you, my friend. Well schooled on it. You'd know what it looked like. Would you think it was a bomb, Christy? I would not. Okay. Some people, you never know. Anyway, hey, thanks for being with us for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Have a great night. We're on um, YouTube, The Word Pittsburgh. Check out our faces. Have a terrific evening. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.